Have you ever had one of those uncomfortable moments of recognition? Maybe you're at the grocery store or at the mall and you catch sight of someone that you think you know, but you can't quite place them. Or maybe you actually meet and you have to act like you remember their name while your mind is racing trying to come up with the name. Or maybe, and this has happened to me a lot, you see someone in a different context and you can't figure out who they are. Because the fact is, I have run into a number of you at the Planet Fitness on Hoosick Street and you don't know who I am. (laughs) Because a lot of you have never seen me when I am not wearing four layers of vestments which, I hasten to add, I do not wear at Planet Fitness. (laughs) And people just, they kind of look, and maybe they look away, you know. Or maybe you're running into someone that you know, but you haven't seen them in a long, long time, but you're in a hurry because, like, the ice cream is melting in your shopping cart, or the big game is starting in 10 minutes. So what do you do? Maybe you make a left turn at the frozen fruits and head straight for the checkout stand without ever stopping to talk to an old acquaintance. And of course, now we have facial recognition software. It will sort through my photo library and seems to recognize people with an amazing level of accuracy. And as handy as that is, it's also pretty clear that facial recognition technology can be misused or over-trusted, and applied in ways that its designers never really intended. Recognition is an odd thing. It's that switch that gets thrown in your head when something in front of you matches something you've experienced before. And recognition is what this Sunday's Gospel is all about. When Jesus enters the synagogue and begins teaching, there's a bit of a negative reaction, a negative recognition, because he's different. People immediately perceive that he's different from the teachers they are used to hearing. And the difference is that he taught with authority. The scribes, which they're more used to hearing from, on the other hand, really lacked authority. Their teaching was unauthoritative in part because of their hypocrisy. But people recognized that Jesus believed what he said and that his words were in harmony with his actions. Usually for us, hypocrisy is pretty easy to recognize. And the next person to recognize Jesus is an odd character, a man with an unclean spirit. Does it seem at all strange that a man so possessed would turn up at the synagogue? I hope not. We should never presume that a house of worship is a place only for the righteous and the sinless and the clean. One of my favorite 20th century spiritual writers, Dear Abby, put it this way when she said, a church isn't a museum for saints, it's a hospital for sinners. Pope Francis would later say essentially the same thing. And so this man arrives at the synagogue Because even though the unclean spirit appears to be in charge, the man still has some hope 
that he could find healing and relief. But then the unclean spirit has a moment of recognition. It knows who Jesus is and what he can do. And it even proclaims clearly that Jesus is the Holy One of God. So even an unclean spirit can recognize and name Jesus. So it seems a little strange that all the other onlookers can't quite do the same. Even after the poor man is healed, the crowds are still a little confused. Not really knowing who this Jesus is and what his teaching means, they don't recognize that much at all, but they're amazed at what Jesus does and they understand that he has some kind of authority they've not seen before. How do you recognize someone who has real authority? A Navy admiral of my acquaintance once said, when you first walk into a room, the uniform gets you 10 minutes. And if you haven't established your authority in that time, the uniform and the rank aren't going to do it. Because real authority isn't arbitrary. It comes from transparency, from truthfulness, and from an openness to other people's needs and ideas and contributions to a task. Now, the gospel tells us that Jesus taught with authority, but it doesn't say in this instance what he taught. His authority didn't come from doctrine or from law. It came from who he was. This authority is about how he taught and not what he taught. Although the people in the crowds couldn't quite figure out who Jesus was, they did experience that level of recognition. And so this necessarily raises this question for us. How good are you at recognizing Jesus when he's right in front of you? Do you recognize Jesus, the work of the Father, when you hear the scriptures proclaimed? Do you recognize the body of Christ when we celebrate Eucharist together? Do you recognize the body of Christ in the people sitting around you today? It's too easy for us to decide in advance where we're going to recognize the Savior. At church, at prayer, in the nice, safe places we try to keep God contained. But it's harder to hear Christ proclaimed by someone that we might perceive as an enemy or speaking from the dark, unclean corners of our lives. The real challenge of Christian life is recognizing Christ present in places and people that we don't expect, in someone who looks different from me or acts differently from me, or who thinks differently than I do. When Jesus walked the earth teaching and preaching and healing the broken, it's ironic that most of his own people didn't recognize him. But he was recognized by unclean spirits and tax collectors and sinners and foreigners and children and the sick. So who do you think is going to recognize Jesus today? And who's going to see him first when he returns in glory? Today's gospel is a bit of a warning to us not to be complacent and not to think that we have a lock on who Jesus is and what his life means for us. If we're going to be his disciples, 
then all of us must be alert to see him wherever he chooses to be present.